guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, guys. Guess who's back? Back again. I do not blame you if any of you needed a break between the last video and this one because pretty sure the last video was the longest video I've made yet and my throat was feeling it. I had to take a water break. And yeah, not sure where all we're going to get in this one, but it is something that I still feel like I really want to share on. So that's what we're going to do and we're going to see where the Holy Spirit leads. Holy Spirit, please lead us. Let's pray, though. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Again, totus tuus Maria, ego sum. I am totally yours, Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So at the beginning of the last video, which was calming initial college qualms, I had said that we were going to talk about once I get to college, like I feel like God has called me to this college, I have applied, I've gotten accepted, I am all in, I chose my classes, I chose my dorm, I'm there. What now? Once I get there, how do I decide who to be friends with, what clubs to be a part of, etc.? Whether or not to drop this class. Here we go. Okay. So, again, just sharing personal experience is the easiest way, I think, to help. So... For me, whenever I was leaving for college, it was the first big experience of moving away from home and doing my own thing. So for me, especially since I was six hours away from home and my whole family, like parents, siblings, like came to drop me off and then drove away. And I knew next to no one except my roommate. I I had a little bit of a freak out. I'll just say, um, like orientation was really fun. So many things coming at you so fast. I couldn't really think about how much I was missing my family just because of everything that was going on. And I'm sure they do that on purpose. But once orientation was settling down and classes were either about to start or had just started, I had a major breakdown. And do not feel bad if you have breakdowns, and especially once you get to college, if you start having breakdowns when you haven't before. It's normal. You're okay. It's overwhelming. It's an overwhelming experience, especially if it's the first time you've been away from home and if you're significantly far away from home and if you don't really know anyone. It's a big step. Be proud of yourself, first of all, that you did it. Give thanks to God and the Holy Spirit that you had the courage to do that. That's awesome. But then maybe you're starting to feel overwhelmed. Maybe you're starting to doubt and you're like, is this really where I'm supposed to be? Is this really what I'm supposed to do? Blah, blah, blah. That's where I was. And not only that, but I was getting really overwhelmed because there were so many people that I was meeting 
and there were so many different clubs and organizations trying to shove stuff in your face like, join this, join that. You've never heard of this thing before, but here's why you should really be a part of our club. All of this stuff. And I remember having a breakdown one night and just felt so overwhelmed by it all. And I didn't know who to be really good friends with. I didn't know what clubs or organizations I should be a part of because all of it sounded amazing, right? Because you just got to college and everything's super exciting and new. And I remember I had a breakdown. It was a Wednesday night. Pretty sure it might have even been the first or second week of classes. I mean, it was very shortly after I was there. Might have been the very first day of classes now that I'm thinking about it. And I prayed, Lord, I am so overwhelmed, but I believe that you have brought me here, that Mary has brought me here, and I trust you. I trust you to help me make all these decisions and to know what to be a part of, who to be friends with, whatever. Guys, I'm going to make a really long story really short. The next day, I broke my ankle. I will not bore you with the details, but... I broke my ankle. I had never broken a bone in my body before that day. I broke my ankle. How you ask? I was longboarding. What's longboarding you ask? I couldn't really tell you because I had never done it before that day and had only been doing it for like 10 minutes when I just fell off the board. It's basically like a skateboard that I was borrowing from a friend and just, it was bad. Like so bad. I had to be rushed to the hospital. I had to have surgery. My mom and my grandpa drove six hours to get to me. It was insane. Here's what God taught me through that experience. Number one, you are not alone. Something that I don't know why, I don't know if I told it to myself or like the culture had like fed me the lie, just the devil himself fed me this lie. But I thought that when I went off to college, I was now alone, that I had to be completely independent, that no one was there to help me do anything, not laundry, not cooking, not whatever, that I was completely on my own and I had to do it all myself. What God taught me through this experience of breaking my ankle and having to be on crutches slash wheelchair bound for weeks. Number one. You are not alone and you are not meant to be. Yes, if you're like me and you showed up at college and you didn't know how to do laundry, yes, you do need to learn how to do laundry, but you don't have to figure it out by yourself. You and the other person in the laundry room who's never done laundry can Google it together. Or if they do know how to do laundry, be like, so how do you do laundry? I don't know how to do this. Make a friend, ask your residential director, call your mom. Like, you're not alone, and you are not ever going to be alone, and you're not meant to be alone because that's not how God created you. Think about it. God could have just made Adam. He didn't. Adam needed another person to love and to be in communion with, so God made Eve. We're not, at, like, in the same way, we're not supposed to be an Adam that's just floating around space. <laughs> Get it? Adam. Atom. <laughs> I crack myself up. We're not atoms or atoms floating around, milling around, all on our own. 
there are other people out there who not just can help us, but want to help us and want to love us. So when I broke my ankle, guys, I could not even get my own food in the cafeteria. And let me tell you, little freshman Morgan, who is a little antisocial sometimes and does not like big crowds, was suddenly like in a cafeteria three times a day, having to ask a total stranger every single time, can you carry a plate for me so that I can get food because I like have these wonderful crutches. Like it was insane. Like how much I was suddenly forced to ask for help, not because I wanted to, but because I literally had to. So Jesus humbled me to the point where he showed me without a trace of a doubt, like Morgan, you're not alone. And people really do care and want to help you even after you're broken. As a result of being broken, I made friends really fast because everybody wants to hear about how the girl broke her ankle so bad. Um, so it was hilarious. But my orientation group the first week, we'd all been hanging out even before I broke my ankle. But after I broke my ankle, like four or five of those people out of maybe a dozen, like just really like banded around me and helped me with everything like we, we would all hang out every day. They would help me get to and from classes. They would meet me in the lunchroom. My roommate um, helped me so much, even though she wasn't in my orientation group. She and the friends that she was making would help me out, help me get to and from places. My orientation leader like would drive me to and from doctor appointments because I had to go to follow-up appointments 30 minutes away for however many weeks after my surgery. Like God provided these friends for me because of this experience. This experience also really humbled me to the point where I had to realize, Morgan, as much fun as all of these clubs and organizations sound, you are at this college to study. You are at this college to study, so you need to just focus on your classes. So actually what I did the whole first semester, I did not join a single organization or club because one, I was broken and it was hard enough just to get to class, but two, it really helped me come to find these really good friends and to just stick with them, develop those friendships, and then see how much extra time outside of doing homework and going to class that I actually had realistically. So that was really nice. Or maybe if I did join a club or organization, it was only like later on in the semester. But it was just a really good learning experience to not to jump into just everything super fast, to take your time and to see after classes, after school, after a couple of months, how much time do I actually have and what am I interested in? And yeah, to make some really good friendships. So I think that answers that question. Don't break your ankle. I don't recommend it at all. But if I can if I can share anything I learned from that experience, God will provide the friends and the timing. Take your time as well when it comes to choosing different things you want to be a part of. You're going to be there for multiple years, whether that's two or four, depending on where you go. You don't have to jump into everything right away. 
take some time to see how much time you're going to have and then trust, trust in God and see what you're interested in. And if you end up joining something that you don't like, you can always back out. And it's also okay if it's something that you really liked in high school that just doesn't work out anymore in college. I think I've also mentioned this in a previous video, but whenever I was in high school, I loved, loved, loved theater and had done drama club since I was in fifth grade. But once I got to college, I just wasn't as into it anymore. Granted, the rehearsals and stuff got a lot more intense because it wasn't just a high school level, it was a college level. So it was more like three to four hour practices every night for like a month or two on end. And that was too much for me to handle school-wise and otherwise. But some people really liked it. But at first it really freaked me out because I found that I was really basing my identity in theater or the activities that I had done. So do not freak out if suddenly just because you're no longer on a football team or no longer in the drama club that you don't have that identifying you anymore. It doesn't identify you. You can still watch football with people or go see plays with people. You don't have to be in them and that's okay. It's really okay. So that's one point. Number two, this is the big one. What should I study or major in? Whew. Come Holy Spirit. Truly though, pray about it. If you are like me, you have no idea and no amount of questioning from family or friends can help you figure it out because it's not about you. Everybody thinks it's about you and makes it about you, but it's really not. It's about what God wants you to do. So pray about it. Lord, what do you want me to study? So I talked about how to pick your initial classes, maybe for your first semester. Okay, let's say you're halfway through first semester. Which classes do you like? For me, I was like, okay, yep, still don't like history. Okay, I thought I might like biology. Nope, say goodbye to anything, any remote, even remotely medically related. Um, psychology, okay, yeah, I'm liking this. I will take another psychology class. So I did. Education, okay, I like this. Let's take another education class next semester. Theology, love this. And at Benedictine, it was required, so I already knew I had to take another one of those classes. And then after I got through all that, I oh, I also ended up taking a theater class because I was like, I really like that. And it's going to be a replacement for public speaking, so yes, please. And I just kind of discerned it like that. So even though I still didn't know after first semester of college what I wanted to major in or what I thought God was calling me to major in, that's okay. I really encourage you to take it step by step. Think of Mary when the angel Gabriel appeared to her. He didn't say, hey, Mary, you're going to have a son and name him Jesus. Don't freak out like I know, I know that you aren't supposed to have kids and that like you and Joseph weren't going to do that and that people are going to start rumors and start talking and yeah he has a right to kill you because in this like Jewish tradition that you're living in like you could get stoned for being an adulterer but like just trust me like you're gonna have a kid name him Jesus and then 
that was it. Like the angel didn't say anything other than like, here's, here's what's going to happen. You're going to name your kid Jesus. He didn't say like any of the other stuff about Joseph. He didn't say, don't worry. Like he's not going to kill you. I'm going to appear to him in a dream and tell him that it's fine. And then you're going to end up going to Bethlehem. That's where you're going to have Jesus. Like you're not going to be able to stay anywhere, but don't worry. You'll have birth in a cave. And then eventually, yeah, you're going to have to flee to Egypt because Herod's crazy. Like, the angel didn't spell out how it was all going to work. If you are like me, God does not send you an angel with a step-by-step -step process for each semester of college. Maybe, you're, maybe your advisor is going to turn out to be an angel and do that for you. Mine did not. Because all I could discern for the first several semesters of college was how did my classes go this semester and what are my classes next semester going to look like based off of that? It was a very, very slow process, you guys, of finding what I wanted my major to be. But there was no wasted time. And that's something I really, really, really want to emphasize. That every class I took taught me a very valuable life lesson. Or like I met someone through that class that became a really good friend or helped me in some way. Like every class that you end up taking is going to have a purpose. Literally one of my classes freshman year that I took, do you want to know what the purpose I chalked it up to was? Sometimes you are just going to have to take a class that you hate and you're going to suffer through it and it's not going to have any purpose in your life other than the fact that you had to offer that suffering up to Jesus and trust that sometimes you're going to have to do stuff you don't want to for no reason for God. Like literally, if that's how you feel all of your classes end up being for a while, just know that you are trying and that God is using them for good. Do not give up. That being said, hopefully over time, like I did, you slowly discern what's going on. So by the time I was finished sophomore year of college, like granted, guys, I finished my second year of college and still had never declared a major. It's really okay. However, what had I learned by that point? Okay, I really like my education, my psychology, and my theology. Those were the only things that consistently I enjoyed. I'd pretty much written off like doing anything in psychology as far as a career, but I, I, I had already had enough classes to where I could have it as a minor. And I was like, yeah, I think that would be good because Whatever I do is probably going to end up being with people, so it'll be good to have that as a minor because it's always good to know how people work. Second thing, education. Third thing, theology. Didn't really know where those were going to go. Thought, okay, maybe I'm being called to be a teacher. We'll see. The summer after my sophomore year, I actually ended up doing totus tuus. I talked about that in a previous video. We're just going to simplify right now and say I was a missionary and I had to teach lessons about the faith. And doing that, I found I really loved teaching. Not teaching like in a classroom setting like math, science, like teaching across the board. I loved teaching the faith. However, after that experience, I didn't really understand that clearly. I just thought, oh, I love teaching. Yeah, I think that like I'm being called to be a teacher. So first semester, junior year of college, I declared my first major. 
it was going to be elementary education. And I decided to minor in psychology and in theology because I had already had enough classes in both of those things to have those minors. Okay, well, I do all of the work to get into the education department at Benedictine. Like, praise be to God, I get in. And then the semester after that, so second semester junior year, I start having to do things in education that put me in the classrooms. And I'm like having to write lesson plans, all this stuff. You guys, I hated it. I hated like math lessons and I hated science lessons. And I, I was slowly realizing like the only reason that I loved teaching on Totus Tuus was because I loved sharing the faith with people. But, but I was scared. I was like, but I thought this was what God wanted me to do. So I wasn't going to address it. I was just going to suck it up. And I thought like, nope, this is God's will. And thanks be to God. I had a good friend in education who was a year older than me. And he asked me at some point pretty early in the semester, so how are your classes? Like, how's education going? And I was like, I hate it, but like, I don't know what else to do. So I think this is just like God's will for me. And I'm just going to keep going and see what happens. And he goes, honey, I'm student teaching right now. Like if you're miserable where you're at, you need to talk to your advisor before you end up doing something like way worse or coming to this conclusion in the middle of student teaching when you have no other direction you can go in and you are stuck in education. And I was like, good idea. So I went to my advisor who, um, so originally the first two years at Benedictine, I had just a standard advisor. She didn't have like a field of study, but once you declare a major, you're supposed to get an advisor within that particular department. So junior year, first semester, I had switched advisors to someone in the education department and I loved my advisor. She was amazing. And she was what it, what it like meant for me. Like, this is a great teacher. This is a great educator. And I always knew that I never wanted to be like her, but I just kept thinking, nope, I think God wants me to be a teacher, like whatever. And I went and met with her and I told her everything that was going on. And she's like, okay, you know what? Do you have any idea what else you would do other than education? Like Morgan, what are the classes that you are always excited to go to that you love learning about? And when we looked at my schedule across the board, it was always theology. I was like, those are the only classes that I'm excited and passionate about. And even though I have no idea what job I would get after college that would do with theology, that's what I love. And she was like, okay, let's just see what it would look like if at this point, second semester, junior year, the track you've been on, like, let's see if we can switch it up. Let's see what it would look like for you to do that. Mind you, at this point, if I was going to major in elementary education, I was going to have to take summer classes between junior and senior year, and I was going to have like 18 credits um, the semester I was already in, second semester, junior year, and first semester senior year, and then have to student teach. Me and my advisor figured out that if I switched to theology, not only could I drop one of the classes I was currently in that I hated because it was math related and I don't like math, I wouldn't have to take any summer classes and I would actually only have 12 credit hours, which is only like four or five classes. If you don't understand credit hours, don't worry about it. You'll figure it out eventually. Um, or I guess if you're watching the eventual college qualms, hopefully you're already in college and understand these things. Anyway, I was going to have to take even fewer classes 
than I would have if I'd stick with education. It, it just sounded amazing, honestly. <laughs> and she was like, look, let's both take it to prayer. This is what I loved about Benedictine. It was like everything was rooted in prayer and Jesus. I, I know it can be like that anywhere. Um, but yeah, I just really appreciated that about Benedictine and about this advisor in particular. She's like, let's just both like go pray about it tonight. Think on it. Let's reconvene tomorrow. She was so great. And so I did. I like prayed about it that night and there was so much peace. And you guys, that is how God leads when you are at peace and you have that joy and hope. That is how you know God is speaking to you. I was super anxious in my education classes. God does not speak through anxiety. Anxiety is from the devil. But when this flooding peace like entered my heart concerning theology, I just knew. I was like, this is it. I, I Granted, I don't know what that means as far as a job. I don't know what any of that means or entails. All I know is that this is the next best step. So I took it. Met with my advisor. We switched my major to theology. I minored in education and psychology. And then like got a different advisor in the theology department. And that's how I ended um, my college career as far as studies and stuff. Absolutely no regrets. Loved theology and knew that it was where I belonged and where I belonged all along. But it definitely, like, it wasn't until that point that I really knew that 100%. And so do not be afraid. If you feel like you are just struggling and have no idea what's going on, know that God does. And that if you are not just being a bum and you're you're trying to figure it out and, like, trying to discern that with his help and by the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, like, you're fine and he will reveal it to you when you are ready and know that he might have you dabble in these other majors for other reasons. Just one quick example. And then I think I might cut this video short and do a third one. Who knew? Part three. What? We are getting crazy, y'all. Um, anyway, just a quick example. So if I had never done anything regarding education, I never would have taken this one class in particular called Psychology of Individuals with Exceptionalities. It's basically learning about different special needs. Recently, I started working at this coffee house that employs people with disabilities. And in my interview, something I had learned in this particular class, my first semester sophomore year of college was people first language whenever you're referring to to someone with a disability you always say person first so like this person has down syndrome or these people have autism like you just put people first because it's more about the person not the disability or not the special need or exceptionality if that makes sense in the interview this woman who was part of the panel was like, I'm just really impressed by your people first language. And I was like, it's just because this one class I took at Benedictine. So know that every single part of your college experience has a purpose. 
And it doesn't all have to make sense now because looking back, it will. It definitely will. For now, have peace, trust God with the process, and continue to pray to do his will for his greater glory because that's what's going to bring you the greatest peace, joy, hope, and happiness. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All for the greater glory of God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Part three. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring, creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.